What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Action United podcast, the podcast to help you reach your goals and truly ignite your action. I'm your host, Ism Hadahut, here with my co-host, Jason Hogarth. Today, we're going to dive into finding balance, juggling multiple priorities. And in true fashion, I got a really good question for you, Jason. So speaking of balance, I know you had a really fun, exciting weekend. Um, There's a lot of different things that occurred. How do you find balance in it? Share with with us, you know, what kind of happened and anything you want to share there. Yeah, no, I had a good weekend. Um, my brother came down from Pennsylvania to visit, um, went up to Tampa Bay for a football game. Great stadium, terrible shade, none, non-existent, except for I noticed one little corner. So yeah, a little sunburnt, um, feeling drained still. And it's what, Tuesday? Yeah, so that was Sunday. Still feeling it. Um but yeah, it was good overall. My brother was here for a couple of days, so we had a lot of fun going out to the different different places down here. First time he's actually come down himself and not just like a family trip. So a little different. Um, he got to meet Nala for the first time, which is Whoa. was exciting. Um, I don't even know if I shared the video with you yet, but I'll, I'll send it to you after this. It's really oh, yeah, funny. I forgot to have them meet outside the house. And, you know, for people that have dogs, you know, typically that's not, the best thing in the world if they've never met someone um uh, so she came running out of the bedroom to my brother standing in the living room and just went nuts for 10 to 15 minutes just barking at him um peed everywhere okay <laughs> just like as she's barking so she you know she put up a good uh good fight am i confident that she would protect me no but she'd make noise yeah i do have the balance there how do I clean up that? Comment that. Calm down the dog. How do I? Be yeah, it is. My brother, it is crazy. It it was crazy. So, yeah. Overall, um, after that, everything calmed down. It was all nice. good. So, yeah, I had a had a lot of fun. I was still working, so there was also that. We're around. We're doing things at night, having fun. But would you have a? Uh, it's a two part pro tip. One, I will selfishly need some advice. My mom's visiting and next weekend. Um, but advice for myself and the listeners as far as, okay, we're working full time. we got a busy schedule. We're doing a bunch of different things. How do I best prep for family or, or even just visitors in general? Yeah. Mm, procrastinate and do it at the last right? minute. No. <laughs> just go with the flow. Hope it goes yep. fine. Uh, yeah, no. Um, me and Megan, because we, ever since we moved into this place, this room that I'm in now has been my office slash storage it had to convert into office slash guest bedroom. So there was actually a lot that we had to do before my brother came down here, um, which maybe that, I don't know if that's a thing for you or not, but we got a futon from my one friend, shout out Georgie, um, and threw that in here because he was going to get rid of it anyway. Um, so now I got a nice couch in my office and it's, it's set up really nice um, to where I can just easily convert. So next time it'll be much easier. But yeah, basically me and Megan just procrastinated for as long as we could. And then the night before scrambled to get everything done. And yeah, that's about it. Not not the best way to go about it. That's for sure. But yeah, it no. got done. All right. No, it got done. And then it was a successful weekend. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Got a little bit of sunburn and tan at the game. Got to see some good football. So good balance. Yeah. Depends who you ask. Good football. <laughs> right. The Bucks looked great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> My brother's a Bears fan, so he did not. Yeah, not not as good for him throwing a pick six on your own goal line. Yep, it happens. And we just saw some good highlights from that one. So, yeah, 
overall, it, it was solid. Um, I think it, it goes into our topic today of finding balance, even beyond that of we all have so many different things on that we need to balance in our daily daily lives between works, wow, work, uh, side hustles, passions that we have, our relationships, either with civic significant others, friends, family. Um, if you have pets, caring for them, making sure that they're always at their hundred percent. So it, it can be a lot. It could be overwhelming. Um, what are some things that you've done that have helped you kind of maintain a good balance between all these different things and people and groups? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think it's almost like you learn as you go. Cause you're, you're always going to get new things thrown at you each chapter of your life. So like you learn as you go in a sense of one, we were lucky enough that, you know, we got to play college at the, or got to play college, got to play football in college and play college, I guess. And what that forced was, Hey, some true discipline, some true time management. How do I get all this done between the meetings and studying for the sport itself and for school and all that good stuff. And now we're essentially doing the same thing as far as like, we're doing this great podcast. We have a full-time job. We have a few like different things that we do on the side and spending time with people there. Um, Long story short that I kind of mentioned was the time management and the, and the, I guess, kind of scheduling helps best for me that I found. Um, I like different scheduling apps, but my main thing is like, I'll use my Apple uh, calendar. That's one. And then I'll use an app called Minimalist. Um, and it's like a very simple, minimal uh, kind of like checklist. And that just gives me the okay of, hey, I, I did something. And I think in that case, it's like, you get these endorphins release every time you get to check off something you, that you've done. And for me, that's how I found balance the most. Um, and it's been tough. I think one of my true tests of like doing all this in real life was similar to yourself. And, and like your overall journey was just moving out of state. I'm an overthinker by nature. Um, so that whole process of everything I needed to get done, I was like, I need to get it done right now. But it, it honestly just took me a span of a few weeks into a few months. And then you know, the checklist helped there. So long story short, yeah, I kind of just learned as I went time management and checklists. That's how I found the kind of help there. Yeah. I love that. The, the scheduling, the time management piece on that topic, um, a little off topic, but similar when we were cleaning out this room for my brother to get here. Um, one of the things I found was my old notebook from our, uh, our meetings, um, from, I think it was the first season, um, of college football. So our freshman years of, just what our daily schedule was. And it was like, it was like 8am to like nine at night, just back to back. And we had like a, maybe a two hour break or so. And like that accounted for like breakfast, lunch, dinner, time slots. So there was a little more break, but like between meetings, recovery stuff, um, actual practices. Yeah. Um, it's crazy what we accomplished in one day, which I think brings back to your point of like, if you actually go through and find ways to schedule your life now, a lot can be accomplished in a day and you can fill every bucket that you have between relationships, work stuff, passions, et cetera. Um, and really, I think, you know, as I look at those different areas, uh, it's something I heard on the Ed Milet show as well. Um, we may have talked about it before, but he always talks about filling all those different buckets. And, you know, occasionally there are going to be things that are a little more uh, empty than others. So it's just being able to be aware and shift your focus to that. If you find you've been focusing too much on work and maybe your relationships lacking, or you haven't reached out to friends in a while, 
just putting the focus, take five minutes and do something in those different buckets just to keep everything full. You know, that's a really great like add on to this. And then I automatically thought about like the art of saying no. And I guess we can call it the power of saying no. Meaning like when it comes to certain tasks and things we need to get done, we don't have to say yes to all of them right away. So like, it doesn't have to be just somebody saying like, hey, can you do this right now? It could just be like, hey, I see my list. Do I need to do this right now? No, I could wait till, t- till tomorrow. Because um, I know personally, one of my kind of battles I, I kind of battle against is, you know, on like Sundays and Mondays is typically my two days where I'll map out like the week and then I'll really kind of diversify my schedule. Um, and in the process, I'm trying to get so much done, like in the start of the week where like some weeks it doesn't work that way. And some weeks I need to put some strict like timelines to it. Like, Hey, I can finish this in two weeks. It doesn't have to be done today or tomorrow. So, um, I think, you know, as you find what helps you fill up your buckets of different things that you have in your daily life, if you can say no along the way to certain things you don't need to right at the moment, that'll help you kind of find your balance and and juggle the different things that you have going on. Love that. No, the the power of no or however you want to phrase it no. is is very powerful because I think a lot of a lot of people are people pleasers at heart, so they just default to, yes, I can help. I could do that favor, I could do that thing. And then you actually get there and you're kind of resentful to yourself for like, why did I commit myself to all these things? Mm-hmm. Um, because then you're pushing things that you truly care about that you can't get to now. And it's kind of pushing things off and down the road to where you can't take action on your top priorities. Mm-hmm. What do you so feel, I think? Uh, oh, sorry. No, you guys, I was going to say for me, I've been using, uh, you mentioned like different apps and stuff. I've been using motion, um, you know, 2023, we got to use some, some AI in our lives, let the robots control (laughs) us. So that's what I'm doing. Um, it blends all my different calendars together. And then I just put my tasks in there and it's based off of like priority essentially. So if I mark something as high priority, it moves it up in the week. If I mark it as lower priority, it'll kick it down, um, the road behind all the high priority stuff. So that's helped a lot, especially between, you know, working my, my current job from, you know, the nine to five hours, finding time for us to meet and have these conversations. And then even just kind of the rest and relaxation side, dinner and dates, stuff like that with Megan, uh, making sure I actually have a plan to keep everything organized. So my head's not just spinning in circles 24 seven. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, how do you prevent those roadblocks from getting in the way as far as like, well, I feel like I don't have enough time to get this all done or so like that being kind of part one and two, like, Hey, I have deadlines coming up. Like I, there's just so many different priorities. Like how do you like uh, stay on top of that? Yeah. This has been one thing that's helped me just because it, it puts my tasks in my calendar in between meetings and stuff that I block out. That's been helpful to kind of just prioritize and get the things done. The second step to that is once it's on the calendar, you got to stick to it. So you have to have kind of that discipline with yourself that if it's there, you got to do it. The other thing I would recommend if you're using a calendar or whatever to plan this stuff out, make sure you like put your like rest and relaxation time in a block. So it's not spilling over into that. So like for me every night, like seven 30 is the latest. I will touch anything nice. that's like work side hustle related after that seven 30 till I go to bed is all time with like Megan family, friends, or like doing stuff with Nala. It gives me the opportunity to still get what I need done and then have three, four, five hours to kind of relax and chill for the night too. You know, I needed to hear that. And I think that's a really great share for people to hear as far as like, 
if you can create this, the time now, I get it. There's going to be certain times of the week of, of your life in general that you can't necessarily block off time. And, you know, there's different circumstances we could talk about as far as kids and things of that nature. But if you don't create the time there, then you won't, you, sometimes you fall short on having enough time to do those things. So like in your example, it's like right now in my current chapter of my life, if I block off this set period of time, I can really do it, use it to spend time with who I love and, and do different things that don't include all the work and the side hustles and the stuff like that. Because then even in return, when you do go back to those things, you'll be more productive. I think that's the big thing too. Sometimes it's so easy for us to be afraid of, okay, I need to block some time off to rest and recharge because, oh, I can get more stuff done now when in return, you're actually going to have lower efficiency um, and lower energy to get those things done. Uh, so that's a great chat. I needed to hear that. It's, I know personally, you know, in person, I'm doing a lot of coaching sessions at the studio in Boston, Jet Boston. And it's like, you know, some nights I get home late by the time I, you know, I've closed up the studio and find parking, all that good stuff. It's like 8 45, 9 PM. So like I'm getting into the apartment and I'm still like, I'm not shut off yet. And, and sometimes I'm guilty of, Monica, my partner, I'll just start talking about things that happen at work. And I don't allow or give enough time for her to kind of, you know, share her days and things of that nature. But those are the times where you kind of reflect, you see how you can improve and then open communication helps, but really good share. I, I'm going to remember that and use that as inspiration to start blocking off some more time. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think we're all guilty of that in one way or another of things spilling over into other areas of our lives. Um, so it's good that you recognize it because now you could take the right steps too. Um, but yeah, like in that light, I do, it, it's the end of the day and then also the beginning of the day. So from when I wake up until 8.30, I'm not doing anything work-related. That's my time where I'll hang out with Nala. Um, for those that are listening, Nala's my dog because um, Megan's gone for work by that time. Um, well, right around 6.30, 6.45, she leaves. And then I'll just hang out with her. We'll watch Good Morning Football together, play with her, do whatever's needed there. But it's just like sets the day up on a good note and then ends the day on a good note. So to your point, gives me a chance to actually attack the things I need to being fully recharged. And I'm not feeling like I'm, I don't know, I know a lot of people and I used to do it too, uh, back before I had any real process to these things of, they stay up super late because they feel like that's the only time they have for themselves. Oh, that's me. And then they wake up five minutes before they have to go to work or like whatever the bare minimum I mean, time it is for you to get out the door. No, it's funny. The book, I actually have it here. The author's name is Matthew Kelly. He wrote a book called Resisting Happiness. And the book starts to tie in a little bit religion, but I won't go into that uh, realm of it. And in the beginning of the book, he just talks about how it literally starts off and I felt like it was calling me out. It talks about when you snooze the alarm, you're essentially resisting like a chance of happiness because you're resisting the first moment that you have of the day to kind of like take advantage of what you have going on. You're going to keep hitting snooze and you're falling behind from the day and you're kind of letting it take over and you resist happiness in the sense of having full control of your day. And that was interesting. I'm still working towards that. Um, I'm in the in that situation, what you brought up as far as I feel like, hey, late night, I want to stay up a little bit more, but then I won't really get the extra sleep. I'll start lacking the sleep because it's like, okay, well, I actually need to get up or I won't be able to do my morning routine. So like 
I'm finding the balance as we go. Um, but that immediately made me think about those things. That's really interesting though, with the morning routine side of it and hitting snooze, like just that first moment. Cause I think to the times that I do actually do that, I feel like I typically end up feeling worse when I wake up Yeah. to whereas like the times where you force yourself to wake up, no matter what time it is. Cause even I'm, I love to take early flights when I travel, like the earliest pop possible flight. So I'm waking up at like whatever, five o'clock to get to the airport for like whatever, seven o'clock, six 30. And I feel so energized those days, even though I'm probably lacking sleep. Cause I normally don't fall asleep any earlier than I normally would. But because I wake up when my alarm first goes off, because I'm too afraid to go back to sleep and miss my miss my alarm and miss my flight, I feel so good. But then like on a daily basis, I probably snooze my alarm at least once or twice. I feel like I tend to feel worse in those moments than I do if I just wake up. But without something super urgent, because I give myself like two and a half hours before I actually have to start being productive mm -hmm. from when I wake up, it, there's no urgency for me to to get up aside to go make my coffee and letting all out basically. I like it. So you're using like the feeling of, I, I we can call it like scarcity, but it's really like the urgency of, okay, I need to get up yeah. right now. Energy boost right there. Cause that is the urgency. Yeah. Cause it's just like thing when you can't miss something, yeah. you wake up no problem. When you have an appointment, when you have a flight, whatever it is, people wake up no problem, Yeah, but it's when there's nothing there and it's just, you're doing it for the betterment of you is where we'll push it. But like, why don't we have that same urgency? Or I guess the question is, how can we create that same urgency? Yeah, you know, it immediately makes me think of, um, you know, a holistic approach to like health and wellness and fitness. People are always like, okay, how do I better my schedule, my structure? Uh, I don't have enough time to make it into the gym. Like those things tie into everything we're saying because one of the overarching themes, and I want you to add on to this one too, if you feel like there's anything else, we're pretty much talking about creating, you know, set blocks of time there and setting boundaries within your time. So that way you're able to do those things you want to do. So like when it comes into like the wellness routine side, like maybe if you're an individual, you really feel like you don't have enough time right now to go to a gym or, or whatever the case, like different things coming up, you can find whatever your own way of fitness is for you right now. It doesn't have to be the exact you know, routine of go to the gym for this set period of time at a commercial space, like maybe right now fitness for you is an hour block where you could just walk and you do like a weighted walk or whatever the case we will go into more detail of that in future episodes. But like, you'll find what works for you within, you know, your schedule, and you'll find your own balance. But these are, again, some tools that you can use to help you there. Yeah, um, I think that's, that's exactly it. especially the gym side of it, because people it's the easiest thing to push in our day. I think I, I get to that point where it's like, I could push a workout. When you switch it to that approach of, it's not necessarily a workout, it's finding a way just to be active in a day. When I go through that approach, there's certain weeks that I don't get to the gym because I have to drive 20 minutes to get there, but I'll use my lunch and go for a run. Yeah. And like, no, I'm not accomplishing, like I'm not hitting the same muscle groups. I'm not accomplishing the exact same things, but like, I'm doing something to promote, promote a healthy lifestyle. And I think that's where, especially when you're a busy adult, there's going to be things that come across your plate constantly. And if you have kids, that's extra where just randomness can happen. Pets, randomness can happen. So there's like a lot of things you can't predict or project. So it's like, you just have to be able to kind of be um, forgiving with yourself when you do miss yeah. those things and be willing to take that step of saying, okay, I can't do that today. Let me just 
go for a walk. You know what comes you think you helped me remember what I wanted to bring up is the non-negotiable. So like when it comes to training specifically, just because we're on this kind of example, it's like, yes, I got to follow. I want to and I have to, whatever the case, follow this program. It has me do X and Y, blah, blah, blah. And I do it this many times a week. But if you consider it a non-negotiable, well, like, okay, for the overall general thing, I just want to go to the gym four days a week for for that example. Maybe one of the days can't be exactly how it would be marked down in paper or an app or whatever you use. But as long as you're kind of focusing on the movements and just doing some movement there, you've already passed the non-negotiable there. So it's a feel good. So like when you feel like you're juggling multiple priorities and you don't have enough time, your balance there could just be a non-negotiable because then you get it done. It's not like every time is going to be that. So you're not really missing it. You're just not going to do it exactly how you mapped it out. And that's okay. So I think that was a really good thing that I, uh, I, I thought about. I really wanted to share. Yeah, I love that. That's a good gem. And I think we'll, we'll leave it there too um, with your non-negotiables. So for everyone out there, take this for you. Figure out what your two to three non-negotiables are that you want to accomplish over the course of a day or a week. Think about those, write them down and start taking action on them every day. As you know, here at Action Ignited, we're here to ignite your passion through action. So if you like the show today, feel free to like, subscribe, share it with friends. Um, We thank everyone that continues to listen and we look forward to next time.